morning, everybody. I'm really short because this just feels really high to me. <laughs> it's really funny. I'm trying something new today. I've actually got my um, iPad up here that I'm going to use for my preaching, but I've also got my paper copy, so if that stops, <laughs> I can swap over. <laughs> so I'm slowly dipping my toe into something new. Uh, welcome to those who are watching online. Thank you for joining us and welcome to everybody here. Everyone else has said it, but I'll say it too. Happy New Year. Um, new year, new beginnings, new things going on. And um, so I know that Pastor Phil has set our theme for the month as Jumpstart January. And so I'll give you a little bit of a, a spiel first. At the end of the month, on the 30th, uh, they're going to take up an offering um, for the house. And Pastor Phil has called it seed money. Now, what that means is there's nothing specific at the moment that it's going to go towards. There's things being thrown around at the board meetings, um, fixing up the kids' area and fixing up different things. But he's called it seed money because he wants to plant it exactly where God instructs us to. So he just asked me to mention it today so that you can start to be praying about it and you can start to be building your faith and you can start to pray that God would guide the board um, and that good decisions would be made. So that's coming up on the 30th of January. So, jumpstart. What is a jump start? Well, there's a couple of definitions that I found that I really liked. One is to start an engine or vehicle by connection to an external power force. Second one was to enliven or revive, such as a heart, using an external source of power. So it's all about being connected to something else to get that kickstart and to get things going, okay? So that's what we're gonna be talking about in January. Some of you may have finished 2021 on a high, and that is fantastic, and we praise God for those people, and we pray that that continues. But some of you may have finished 2021 feeling a bit drained, a bit flat, a bit empty, just like that car battery when you go out and it goes tick, 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 nothing. Those are the people that God wants me to minister to this morning. So if you're finishing on a high, ask God to reveal something to you from the message today. If you've finished on a bit of a low, then this is going to be hopefully a bit of a healing balm for you. I'm going to start with praying. Let's pray. Lord God, we invite you here this morning. Your presence has already been with us, and we thank you that you choose to come and dwell among your people. This morning, God, I ask that my words would not be my words, but that the Holy Spirit would flow through me, and he would apply that healing balm to people's lives where they need it, that he would bring strength, peace, and hope where people feel that drained and empty feeling. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you that it is alive and well and can heal us and help us today. In your name, amen. All right. If you're a note taker and you want a title for today, it is Organised Chaos. All right. I love to go walking out in the rainforest. It is one of my most favourite places in the entire world. I love the way that it's so much cooler that as soon as you step into the shade and you're under that thick canopy that's above you, you're instantly 10 degrees cooler. I love the way that the moisture in the air gives almost like an evaporative cooling feeling, like it's just beautiful for the, for the body. It's also beautiful for the soul. I love the way that there's millions of shades of green. God was so creative. It's not just green. It's all sorts of green. And it's amazing that if you just stand there and look, you couldn't even count the amounts of green that there are. It's just an incredible thing. 
And then every now and now again, there's a splash of colour. You know, a tree might have flowers on it or fruit on it or new growth that's come through. That's just that splash of colour that's amazing, stands out from the green. I love the animals. I love the lizards that climb up the trees and the birds that hop around and follow you as you walk along the path and, and the smells. There's nothing like the smell of a rainforest, especially after rain. It's just beautiful. The size of some of the trees and the boulders, they really put things in perspective sometimes. They can make you feel this big because they are just enormous. Um, we do communion in the office on a Monday morning sometimes and I shared with the other ladies that uh, when I was in the rainforest one day, God really pointed out to me some massive boulders. They were huge. Um, and I, I just, I was completely awestruck by how big they were. And God sort of said to me, you know, this is what your worries and your problems can be like sometimes. All you see is this huge, big, immovable object. But to me, I could flick it like a marble and it would be gone. And that is what our worries and our problems can be like. To us, they're immovable. But to God, one breath and they're dust. And it's just, that's not what I'm preaching about, but that was just amazing. I really love it. God speaks to me when I'm in the rainforest. It's not like an audible voice. I don't hear anything, but lessons and thoughts and things that I can run a parallel to in my life. And I really hope and pray that you all have a place that's like that because it is beautiful and it's a real place of connection to God. But for me, it's in the mountains. I remember one day we went for a walk up there and it was very soon after a very big storm had hit um, and there was just absolute chaos and debris everywhere. The, the palm fronds had all fallen from the trees and they just littered the floor. There was big branches down. There was just amazing damage. There was mudslides that had taken out the whole sides of the hills and just dragged everything down with it. And it was, it was a disaster zone. It was really made me very, very sad. It actually really broke my heart that this place that I love so much had just been turned into this place of destruction and chaos. And God spoke to me and he said to me, do you see that tangle of debris over there? There was this really big matted mess of vines and rocks and trees, just a massive big mess. And he said, that's going to become a new habitat for animals to come into, for new life to grow in that place. Do you see that huge tree that came down and tore open the canopy? That light that now comes through the canopy is going to hit the floor and it's going to help the seeds that have been laying there dormant to germinate. Those seeds are going to have their chance now to grow because there was a tear in the canopy. Even the tree that has come down is not going to be wasted. Moss is going to grow on it. Fungus is going to grow on it. Insects are going to bore into it and live there. Animals will hide and shelter under and inside the tree. Nothing is going to be wasted. And even when the, the rotting process has happened and the tree is completely decayed, even then that tree is going to give new life to that soil. The nutrients that it's going to pump into that ground, that tree is going to feed the next generation of giant trees. So it's just amazing. God really showed me very clearly that even in the midst of all this mess and chaos that he still had it, that he was still in control. 
And, and I left the rainforest that day feeling more excited to come back and to watch all these new things happen. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to see new little trees grow that my great, 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 great children are going to see as huge big trees. And it's just amazing to be there at the start of this new life and this new process. And so in the chaos, there was control. In the chaos, there was a plan. And in the chaos, there was beauty, if you look for it. It's a really nice song that's out on the radio at the moment on 96.5 and it, it talks about, you know, I know there is joy and I know there is tears but there's beauty in it all and you have to choose to look for it. God said to me really clearly that day that everywhere I saw chaos and destruction, he saw potential, he saw purpose and he saw his plan. It wasn't a surprise. Today we're going to read um, in Ezekiel chapter 37 and we're going to read a story about a plan in chaos. We're reading from verse 1 to 14. Ezekiel, I'm just giving you a bit of a, a flash here. Ezekiel was a prophet of God and the vision of the valley of dry bones came to him after God had directed him to prophesy the rebirth of Israel in chapter 36. God announced through the prophet that Israel would be restored under the leadership of David, my servant, who would be king over them. However, this promise seemed impossible in light of Israel's present condition. She was dead as a nation, deprived of her land, her king and her temple. She had been divided and dispersed for so long that unification and restoration seemed impossible. So God gave Ezekiel the vision of the Valley of Dry Bones as a sign. So we're reading chapter 37, verse 1. The Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. I'll put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I'll put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed on the bones. Then skin covered their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying we have become old, dry bones and all hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore, prophesy to them and say, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. O my people, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. 
When this happens, O oh my people, you will know that I am the Lord. I will put my spirit in you and you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I am the Lord. I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. So verse 2 talks about bones covering this valley. I want you to try and get an image of this valley and it kind of reminded me a bit of what I saw in the rainforest that day with just the tangle of mess. Just, this valley just would have been full of bones. An entire army had been decimated there. And coming across that image would have been quite heartbreaking to think of what that army had gone through. So for some of you today, you might see a picture of what you think your life looks like right now. You might just see a valley that's just full of destruction. It's just full of everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. It might be that COVID has affected your job. It might be that your family is not on speaking terms. It might be a health thing that's left you feeling drained and empty. It might be, add your chaos here. <laughs> okay, whatever it is for you. Everybody is going through something different. If you're on a high, like I said, praise God, that is amazing. And we pray it continues. But if you're not, add your chaos here, whatever it is. Then I want you to imagine God coming to you like he did to Ezekiel and saying, can this mess be cleaned up? I would just be going, I don't know, I was kind of asking you that. <laughs> I don't know. And that's exactly what Ezekiel said. Only you can know God. You know the answer to that. But today, God wants me to really drive home to all of us, myself included, that God has a plan. God is not surprised. God knew you would be in this exact situation this year, right now. God knew. It's not a surprise. It's not a shock. It's part of his plan. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans of a person's heart, but is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So I have a plan. Some people are really good and they have like a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. I don't do that. But I have a plan for today. But it may not happen. I might walk out of here and something completely different might need my attention. I don't know, but God knows. And it's okay. In verse 11... I'm going to read that again. He says, Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying we've become old, dry bones, and all hope is gone. All hope is gone. For some of us today, that is how you're feeling. All hope is gone. If that's you, then guess what? It's time for a jump start. It's time to plug in to an external power source and get some life back into you. It's time to say, I can't start on my own. I'm going tick, 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 nothing. I need to plug into something else. And that's what this month we're going to be talking to you about. God said that he would restore them. He would heal them. That's what this whole vision was about. It was about, I'm in control. I've got this. I am going to restore you. You need to prophesy to the people i got a question. Did God actually need Ezekiel to prophesy to the bones to make the bones live? No. God could have just thought it and they would have stood up and been ready to go. He didn't actually need Ezekiel. So then my next question is, why? Why did he make Ezekiel prophesy if he could just do it? Well, I'm not God, 
But I've got four theories. These are my theories, okay? So roll with me. <laughs> my first one is for God to show his power and his might. You know, all we can see is destruction. God's got it. If you're in a space now where all you can see is destruction, God's got you. He's, he's showing his power and his might to Ezekiel here. And through this story, he's showing it to you. It could have been to build Ezekiel's boldness to speak out. I mean, after you've seen something like that, are you ever going to question when God asks you to share something? I don't know about you, but if I saw a whole dead army stand up with flesh and blood and bones and breath, I don't think I would have any doubt that God could do what he said he was going to do. So this would be a great boost for his boldness and his faith. I believe it could be to show Ezekiel the power of obedience. God said, speak. He spoke and God worked. So the power of obedience. And my last one was to have that lesson recorded, like I said, for generations to come, for us now, to be able to read this story and have these lessons in print is an amazing thing. So they're my four reasons why I think God took him and showed him this vision and actually made him speak to the dry bones. Ezekiel was following a command of God. God told him exactly what to say and he said exactly what he was told and God acted. What is God asking you to speak into your situation? God is not a genie. He's not a granter of wishes. It's not like you can just roll down the window at the McDonald's drive-thru and say, oh God, I want this fixed and it's done. It doesn't work that way. I once, at the last church I went to, I, I did a skit and it was exactly that. We had a, a drive-thru situation set up and the person pulled in and wound down the window and one of the things they said was, oh, I want to be this amazing guitar player. And they've pulled up to the next window and got their brown paper bag and opened it up and inside was a book for beginning guitar lessons and some vouchers for lessons. It wasn't the gift that they had wanted. It wasn't now. It wasn't instant. God showed them the path to get there and made it available. God doesn't just grant our wishes. Sometimes he shows us the work that we have to do to get to where we want to be. So coming back to speaking over our situation, how do we know what God wants us to speak over our situation. He told Ezekiel exactly what to say. So how do we know? It's a matter of spending time with God, learning to hear his voice. I've been married to my amazing husband now for nearly 22 years. And if he rings up and just says, hello, I know it's him. I've spent time with him, I know that voice. It's the same with God. If you don't spend the time, how do you know what his voice sounds like? For me, it's getting up in the mountains and God speaks to me. And I know that it's his voice because it puts me straight. How do you, how do you know? How do you know? You spend the time. You plug into the external power force. You let the Holy Spirit give you a jolt of life and you allow him to get in and do the work he has to do. Have you ever seen a tapestry? They have tapestries that are just the most intricate, 
beautiful tapestries and they hang them in museums and the hallways of royalty. They are amazing. But have you ever seen the back? They are messy. There is threads everywhere. The picture I've got up on the screen behind me is an example. It's not a great picture, but the one on the right is obviously the front and the back is on the left and it's just a tangle. You can't make any sense of it. It's a mess, it's chaotic. Some people might still think it's beautiful and that's okay, art is in the eye of the beholder. But you can't see what it is. It's a tangled mess. It's quite chaotic. So this morning I just want to finish up by reading to you a poem. And the poem is called The Master Weaver's Plan and the author is unknown. My life is but a weaving between the Lord and me. I may not choose the colours because he knows what they should be. For he can see the pattern upon the upper side while I can see it only on this, the underside. Sometimes he weaves in sorrow, which seems so strange to me, but I will trust his judgment and work on faithfully. Tis he who fills the shuttle, and he knows what is best. So I shall weave in earnest and leave to him the rest. Not till the loom is silent and the shuttle cease to fly shall God unroll the canvas and explain the reason why. The dark threads are as needed in the weaver's skillful hand as the threads of gold and silver in the pattern he has planned. I'm going to invite the music team to come back up and play a little song for us in a moment. But while they're playing through, if this message has spoken to you this morning, I would really love the opportunity to pray with you. For COVID reasons, though, I'm not going to ask you to come to the front and meet with you face to face. I would just ask if you could stand where you are um, during this little bit of worship, and I would love to pray for you. I would love to pray for the year ahead. If you're watching from home, stand where you are. Join with us. Um, you're part of our family. So we'll play a song. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We hope you enjoyed the service. We are praying for you and we will see you next week.